Welcome to episode 80 of the PharmExec podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, senior editor of PharmExec magazine and your podcast host. PharmExec magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with John Fury, CEO of Invax and a member of the Pharmaceutical Executive Editorial Advisory Board. John talks about his background playing rugby and the essential leadership lessons he's gleaned from the sport. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll be right back with John. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at trueserumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, I'll be interviewing John Fury, CEO of Invax and an editorial advisory board member for PharmExec. John's here to discuss some leadership principles he learned while playing rugby as a young man in Ireland and how those tenets can translate to the C-suite. Thanks for joining us today, John. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you for having me today. So rugby's played a big part in your life. What lessons has the sport taught you and how has it influenced your leadership off the field? Yeah, I've been pretty fortunate to play rugby from a child up to my, my adulthood. And I've always found that rugby is an extraordinary, unique sport for a number of different reasons. Uh, first of all, what I've always found that there's a place for everybody on the field. It could be a five foot six scrum half to a six foot eight second row. And what's really unique about the sport, the way it's set up is that all of these different physical attributes and even personal characteristics are very much blended together to produce a team performance. And in fact, if you talk to old rugby players, they will say that even each of the unique positions, the players that play in that, you can almost have certain different characteristics, even of their personality. So what I found in rugby is, is that it's, it tries to find harmony across different physical and personal attributes. So I've always enjoyed it for that reason. I think the other piece about rugby that's pretty interesting and certainly goes back to the time when I played it, it was amateur sport and then it changed to professional, is that it's a highly relationship oriented sport, uh, particularly when it was played in Britain and Ireland. It relied a lot on the fact that whatever happened on the field stayed on the field and the relationships that you formed in the clubhouse later with the opposing teams really was a very strong bond, which endured into professional relationships as well. So I think that again was something and is something unique about rugby. I think the other thing for anybody who's ever played sport is that, you know, you learn a lot about adversity and you learn a lot about success and you learn how to celebrate and accept the adversity or defeat in a gracious way and to learn from it and to take it with you as you go forward as an experience. So I think that's true for all sports folks that have played over the past. And I think that's why they probably have a unique perspective that they can bring to business later. 
placing people in certain spots because of their specific expertise makes sense, but how do you get them to work together? You know, for some time ago, I got some advice about leadership and it, for me, it, it resonated very well. And it really boils down to two things in terms of bringing teams together and bringing folks together that come from different, different disciplines or different functions or different experiences. It really fundamentally comes down to two things. That, that's hope and clarity. And I think the whole piece of it really is about the mission that an organization is attempting to fulfill. If the broad team and your leadership team in particular are, don't have clarity around what that mission is, what does good look like? What are we trying to achieve? For instance, for us at Invax, our mission is to help patients in cancers of great medical need. So. For us, the hope is very, very important, inspiring people to work every day, to put the extra mile in. But hope without clarity is just hope. And I think the other element of bringing a team together is to be very, very clear on what are the sort of high level tactics that we need to execute day by day, month by month, year by year to achieve that hope. And to be very clear with each of the functional leaders their role, their responsibility in delivering on the tactical execution of the hope or the strategy. And then as a CEO, a leader, it's really critical that you provide the resources and support for your leadership team, for their functional teams, and for the organizational broadly to be able to execute on that strategy. Are there certain strategies you've learned from rugby that help you deal with challenging business situations? You know, what's your game plan when things get tough? Yeah, and I think this goes back a bit to my earlier comment about sports people generally, and I think it can be people who are in the music business, it can be people that are in the performing arts, it can be in people that, you know, have pastimes as well. Drug development, by its nature, it's an emotional roller coaster. It is a very complex business. You're dealing with biology. Things don't always go in a linear straight line for you. You're going to have your ups and downs. And it's really a question of how you manage sort of the ups and downs. And, and really keeping a very emotional sort of equilibrium is very, very important in business as it is in sports. And I think the key thing to know, as I mentioned earlier, is in when you suffer defeat or setbacks, is what have you learned from that process? What have you learned from that experience and how can you apply it as you go forward? But also, it's equally important to be able to keep persevering, even when things seem to be going against you. Because I have found uh, from doing this now for nearly 35 years and being involved in drug development, bringing great products to patients for unmet needs is that there's always some opportunity that arises. There's always some solution that you can find that can help you mitigate the types of difficulties or setbacks you face. So I think, you know, the most important thing I've learned is perseverance, learning from your setbacks and continuing to push forward because ultimately you will find a solution or an opportunity will come in your way that will be able to keep you on that progression towards your, your, your hope or your mission. Could you give us one example of how perseverance has worked for you in the pharma industry? I think having been in the business this long, I've encountered many different 
situations where, you know, it looked pretty grim, but we were able to, with great teams, great science, great energy, uh, we were able to overcome the difficulties. I would point to probably one experience that I had, which was pretty unique. I was given an opportunity when I was with Pfizer to go to China to lead a pretty young business unit, which was the vaccines business unit. It had just launched a, a phenomenal product, but the situation in China is pretty unique in terms of, of the market. And uh, there were some challenges after an initial period of time. And I relocated with my family and uh, we went to live in Beijing. And here I was taking over a business that was the most underperforming business in China. When I arrived, I didn't have the language. I had to work through intermediaries to understand the business, to meet with key officials and, and key opinion leaders. So, you know, you're relying a lot on instinct because, you know, you're always dependent on secondhand facts. So really that was a situation where I had to actually rebuild my leadership team. I brought in some great leaders, um, local leaders, who really helped me over the next two years with a new strategy, turn that business around to where by the time I was leaving, it was the fastest growing business unit in Pfizer in China. We were hitting our targets and we were expanding well. But in the initial six months, you can imagine the isolation, the sort of concerns that I would have had. Can I do this? And I just really took the view that you have to do the best you can do. And you just have to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time uh, and keep progressing through a strategy or a game plan that you think is going to work. Now, ultimately, it persevered. But if you can imagine... Not only was I in that situation, but so was my family and having moved them all to Beijing. But it turned out well in the end. But I think that was a very unique set of circumstances for me. Thanks for sharing that story, John. It seems your rugby training has prepared you well to take on adversity. Do you enjoy the challenge of being a turnaround guy? Well, while I've been in turnaround experiences, I think that I like to think about turnarounds as transitions as opposed to, you know, true turnarounds, which have all kinds of connotations. Transitions for every organization are important, but I'm not just somebody who has done turnarounds or transitions. Uh, I've been involved in building organizations as well and building businesses. I'm reminded when I uh, was involved in, in vaccines in, in, in Wyatt and then subsequently Pfizer, we grew that Prevenar, Prevenar 13 business exponentially in the emerging markets. Uh, we grew that business from a $200 million business to a billion dollar business in three years through some very unique business strategies. You know, I built plants and built organizations for biotech products around the world. And at Spark, you know, I was very much involved, Spark Therapeutics, I was very much involved in transitioning that company from a scientific organization as a chief operating officer to one that was transitioning to a commercial uh, operational organization, building out its scale and capabilities, which were very different than the capabilities in which the company was founded, which ultimately led to you know, the Roche uh, acquisition because of the fully integrated capabilities that we were able to build out at Spark Therapeutics when I was there as a chief operating officer. So there are many instances where I've developed businesses, but I have also been involved, as you said, in turnarounds and transitions. 
And I suppose I do both and I enjoy both. And at the end of the day, what I'd like to be able to do is help patients with either a, a building of an organization or a transition of an organization to optimize its performance. John, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been really interesting talking about the parallels between sports and business and how to use those commonalities to one's advantage in pharma. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it immensely. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at trueserumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from Pharma Execs. Hi, I'm John Fury, CEO of Invax. My leadership tip is to focus on hope and clarity for an organization. Hope being the mission of the organization. What is the, the higher thing that we're trying to achieve? And clarity being what will that journey feel like? And what are the key milestones on that journey? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of PharmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com. 